the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. If you're stressed out to the point of high anxiety and depression, you're probably trying to manage God's business your way. Join us today as Pastor Rander starts a teaching series designed to help us see life through God's eyes. The series is titled, How to Have Victory Over Depression, and will draw on scriptures in the books of Exodus, 1 Kings, Jonah, and many more. Now let's listen in. Emotionally, David describes himself as being in verse 20, verse 20 of Psalm 69, brokenhearted, brokenhearted and full of heaviness. You know, depression is when your heart's heavy. Your heart is heavy. Broken heart. Somebody's just some, something or someone has just broken your heart. And, and, and a broken heart and a heavy heart leads to the Anybody ever been there? Sometimes nobody knows the trouble I see. Nobody knows but Jesus. David felt utter despair for his life. You know what verse 20 says? I caught that. It just blessed me and encouraged me. It says he looked for pity and found none. You know, that's bad when don't want nobody to pity you. You, you want somebody to feel sorry. You can't find nobody to feel sorry for you. You ever thrown yourself a big fat pity party? Come on here. You know, you, you know, it's, you've got in those states of mind where you refuse to be comforted. I mean, you want it to be there. <laughs> oh, y'all looking at me now. I know you. Spiritually, David waited on God for deliverance. He pleaded with God for answers and a rescue in the midst of his circumstances as Saul was searching out his life. So we talked about who we talked about now. We talked about Moses. Talked about Elijah. We talked about David. Let's go to little old Jonah. Jonah chapter 4 verses 1 through 11 in Jonah 4, 1 through 11, Jonah was so depressed, he wanted to die after the salvation of Nineveh. Now, you know, that's bad. I mean, they, they are so much pagans. Jonah had an attitude. <laughs> that's bad. With, I mean, I mean, he didn't want to see a nation get right with God. They were so much of a pagan, he thought they deserved to be lost and destroyed. You just say, kill him, God. Sick him, God. <laughs> you know what? All of Jonah's not gone. Some of y'all see some of the devilish stuff that's done sometimes to hurt you and your family. 
you say, um, I don't need to pray for them. And you don't. It's getting quiet now. Well, let me, oh, thank you, God, Holy Ghost. He can give me this this morning. Back at, he gave it to me now. What about praying for the nation of Afghanistan? Oh, the gentleman's not gone. You so mad at Afghanistan? There's some innocent folk over there. There's some folk don't know what's going on. Some kids' bombs are dropping on. You know what? America has to be a Christian nation. We, we still got a strong remnant here. Let me just say it from that. Because what other country would bomb and feed at the same time? <laughs> Tell me one country. I mean, in Pearl Harbor, they dropped them bombs on us. What didn't no food come over here? Are y'all pouting? I'm showing y'all different perspective. We we the same. People are still people. Every generation, same human nature, same depravity. Jonah was so depressed he wanted to die after the salvation of Nineveh. Physically, Jonah was exhausted after his ride in a fish. Now you got to believe that by faith. He said, I don't understand that. You don't have to. God said it. That sells it. If God said, where would I say he was in a fish? He was in a fish. What you talking about? You wasn't there. Believe it. Amen. So a lot of you got to believe by faith. If you don't believe in the beginning, God created the heaven and earth. You might well shut the Bible up. Don't go any farther. I don't have no problem with none of that. God make a donkey talk. Donkey talk. Amen. Y'all, 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 y'all worried about stuff. Listen, I, ain't I believe the book. He was in a fish. He was in fish fats. And God, if God put him in there, he can keep him in fat. <laughs> Jonah was exhausted after his ride in the fish and the days of fervent preaching. He preached himself to an exhaustion. Emotionally, he was torn between the need to obey God and resentment of God's concern for such a heathen people. Emotionally, he was torn between two. The need to obey God. God says, go preach to him. But then his own selfishness, he was saying, I resent those folks. They're so much of a heathen. They don't deserve to be saved. So what, what am I going to do? Am I going to yield to my own selfish desires or am I going to obey God? He tried to take the ship, go another direction, ended up in a fish, spit back out on Nineveh ground. <laughs> and he preached. Oh, got saved. Spiritually, Jonah was angry towards God because of God's mercy towards Nineveh. Got mad at God, angry. God questioned, do you have a right to be angry? God, in the night, God raised up a plant that Jonah didn't plant. Put a little shade on him. Cut him up from the heat. Maybe he was bald like me. She took mercy on his head. <laughs> then sent a little worm. You know how the worms do? They got in that tree. And that tree died. Then Jonah got mad because the tree died. And God got on Joe. What you mad at again? 
Yeah, you're mad. Jonah, you're mad because uh, I'm saving Nineveh. Now you're mad because I killed a tree. Jonah, did you work this tree? What seed did you plant to grow this tree? And Jonah was miserable, says the scripture. Because the tree was gone. And some of y'all like that too. As long as God give you a blessing, you can say thank you. But when he take it, you mad. <laughs> give your job. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Lose that job. Oh, Lord. <laughs> what is depression? I told you I wasn't going to finish this. What is depression? Depression is the state of being low in spirit. It is the state of being low in spirit. It is gloomy. It is to be saddened. It is to have a spirit of melancholy. And you'll be quite surprised that the very people who look well, very people who dress well, very people who speak well are the very ones struggling with depression. Oh, yeah. We may have a smile on our face. People don't know that we feel low on the inside. Let's first dispel the myths about depression. There's the myths about depression that we need to do away with. And you need to understand some things that, that are not right so that you can get that out of your life. Because you, y'all watch where you get your counsel too. Some of y'all paying for bad counsel. You come to church, you get the right counsel. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let's dis- let's first dispel the myths about some myths about depression. Number one, it is wrong for a Christian to ever be depressed. That's a lie from the from the pits of hell. It is wrong for a Christian to ever be depressed. You know that's a lie. How many of you in here at one point or another at some point in time have been depressed before? Yes, you have for a lot of reasons. You've been depressed. All of us have been depressed. Some folk longer than others. Uh, all not for the same reasons. Maybe for 15 minutes, maybe for two days, maybe for a week. I don't know. Even Christian, you can't say Christian or not, or can't get depressed. We just saw Moses. We just saw David and Jonah and Elijah. You, you, you saw the scriptures and you can go and read them in your quiet time. Matter of fact, in that 69 Psalm, just go and read the whole thing. Too many of God's saints can't deliver an effective witness to others because they're too stressed out and depressed. Listen in today as Pastor Rander continues the series, How to Have Victory Over Depression. He'll be teaching from several books of the Bible, so get your pens handy. Now let's hear God's Word. Number two, depression always results from sin. That's a lie too. Now, it can. I'm not going to say it can't. If you sin and the consequences can be of such that you end up in depression, that can happen. But just because 
somebody is depressed doesn't necessarily mean that they've done something wrong. They're in God's divine woodshed and they're just getting a good whooping and you need to get out the judgment seat. You are not in their heart. You do not know what's going on in their life and you don't know where they've come from. So who are you to make an assessment without all the facts? Third myth we need to dispel. Depression always comes. Depression always comes from a lack of faith in God. You know, if you just had more faith, you wouldn't be depressed. And so you're knocking folk faith because they're going through. You know, these were men of faith. I don't understand how Elijah can stand up to 450 prophets of Baal and then turn around perhaps in the same day and run from one woman. Now it did take some faith to stand up to 450 men. What if you stood up to 450 gang members by yourself? And then he runs from one woman. So he had to have faith that he wouldn't end up on Mount Carmel in that contest. Doesn't mean you don't have you don't have faith. You can be a man or woman of faith and still struggle with the emotion of depression. Fourth myth we need to dispel is this. Having a close walk with the Lord exempts me from depression. No, it doesn't. You can walk close to God. Know the word. Walk in the spirit. Come to church. You can do all the right things and still struggle with depression. It is not impossible. It is not impossible. Have a close walk to God. You can be a charter member of the church. You can be a deacon preacher. You can be whomever. You can be on a tape ministry. You can be a musician. You can be in the choir, a nursery worker, a usher, a greeter for 40 years and still struggle with depression. Let's transition some more. Y'all with me? What are the possible causes for depression? What are the possible causes for depression? What are the possible causes for depression? Number one, living consistently with high levels of stress until it gets the best of you. Living consistently with high levels of stress until it gets the best of you. That's why some of y'all are depressed. You've taken on more than you can handle. Sometimes God has to interrupt your life to just slow you down. You strung out. You've allowed people to put demands on you that God hadn't put on you. And man don't know your limits. Man don't know how much you can bear. And don't you know if you don't check, your, check in and get your agenda from God, man will give you an agenda. And you know what? His agenda will kill you. No stressed out. You're trying to please everybody. Trying to be everywhere. Trying to impress folk that don't like you anyhow. And you're in a mess. You know what? One of the wisest words in the human vocabulary is no. 
It's okay to say no. Tell you this, you can't be a yes woman and a yes man and stay on track for God. You only have 24 hours in a day and you have to prioritize in the spirit that which is of utmost importance to your God, you, and your family. I was, I'm not going to talk about the incident too much because I don't go there, but I turned somebody down a couple years ago and they came back and made me another invitation and they said to me, you turned me down so graciously, I didn't realize I'd been turned down. So I had to come back and ask you again. Just because you say no, don't have to, you don't have to say no. You have to be mean. You know, ugly. I don't want to do that. Get out of my face. Now, even folk, now I know those folk call you on the phone, those sales promoters and marketing. Some of y'all so mean. Time you get the first piece of rice and gravy and black eyed peas and ham hocks and chicken wings and, and yam, that phone rang. I wonder what y'all say. Poor West. Anybody here work for West? I feel sorry for y'all. <laughs> you know, you this is thanks. You know, a lot of times I hear my let them talk and say, Oh, you there? I say, Yeah. You talk, they say, Why are you sensitive? I'm waiting on you to get through. <laughs> Do you want it? I say, No, thank you. That's it. And sometimes they get frustrated because I heard them out. Don't hang up in the folk face. I mean, be gracious. Those are those listen, those are people. Listen, y'all, they're just trying to do their job. What if they do unto others if they would have, as you want done unto you? If you don't want folk doing it to you, then why are you doing it to others? I know I'm talking to somebody in here. (laughs) Y'all, if you don't learn to organize your day, and practice in the spirit time management, you're going to go in depression. You're going to look around and all the personal stuff you have to do, it's not done. All the goals you wanted, undone. Every, I mean, you just, all you see is little pieces. Books unread. Education not done. Careers unpursued, not finished. Can't get that house. Can't get that car. Can't get this and can't get that. And you get mad at everybody. And God said, I'm just waiting on you to put me on your agenda. Somebody say, say, I'm waiting on you. Now, if you, when you put me on, let me, when you allow, give me room in your agenda, I'll show you how to get things done. Oh, y'all hanging with me now. <laughs> Sometimes God just lets you sit back and wear yourself out. And when you throw yourself up and them big crocodile tears come and everything, now God said, now will you? I've just been waiting on you to come to me. I've been here all along. you just been out there huffing and puffing, wearing yourself out, and you haven't checked in with me. Another possible cause for depression is this. 
dwelling on past, dwelling on failures or some terrible experiences from your past can bring about depression. Dwelling on failures or some terrible experiences from your past will bring on depression. Now, you know what? Every one of you, and you include me, got a past. If you didn't have one, you wouldn't have been born. <laughs> some of you got a short past. Some of you got a long past. Just depending on how old you are. You all got a past. And don't tell me now. I ain't going to ask you either. I already know that and you do too. You got some good in your past. And you got some what? Bad in your past. You got some things that you praise God for in your past. And you got some things that you wish never happened in your what? In your past. Uh, you've had some things. You've been victimized by some things that perhaps wasn't in your control. But you found yourself in those circumstances. And other things you brought on yourself because of your own foolishness in your past. Your past. Everybody I get so sick when they have presidential elections. They go back 20 and 30 years on the, back, on the man. And what are they going back so far for? As if they're impeccable. Who have not seen? It comes. I wish the reporters' past be uh, be revealed before the the president, <laughs> the one that's got the mic. Let's see your closet. <laughs> All those got skeletons in our closet. And you know what? You many of you, you've asked God to forgive you of those things, and uh, and you put it under the blood, and you're not there anymore. You've gone beyond that. It's okay. But you know what, does, what Satan does? Satan will sometimes ambush you with stuff that God has already fixed. And, may, and, say, and, you, and if you buy into that temptation, you'll find yourself reliving that experience, putting yourself in depression over something you've already been forgiven for. Are y'all with me? No, let Satan do that to you. He'll try to remind you of your past. When he reminds you of your past, you remind him of his future. He's doomed, damned, and done. His future is the lake of fire. Yours is heaven to be with Jesus. Now, if there's something in your past undealt with, and you haven't dealt with God on that and got it right, then you need to get that right so that you can have peace with God. Peace with God. You know? Um, and then once, once you've done it, you got to understand, you got to accept the things you can't change. Ain't no way you gonna go back 30 years ago, 20 years ago, five years ago. You can't go back. You can't go back there. No need you bring it. Don't, stop. Don't even go there. You can't go back. You can't fix it. So when you repent of it, accept the things you can't change and realize God has it all in control and he can meet you at your point of your need and make a new beginning in your life where you are. <laughs> You know, you can't get so bad in your past that the grace of God can't fix it. You do know that, don't you? Don't you know the grace of God is, is good? How many of you know you hear on God's grace? You saved by God's grace. Sometimes you get saved so long, you forgot you what saved you. It was grace. I preached by his grace. None of us, none of us deserve to be saved. None of us deserve to preach. Whatever you're doing, you don't deserve it. You don't even deserve to be living today. Me neither. And what you are, what you are by the grace of God. That ought to make you sing better. Amen. That ought to make you shout better. We talk about the grace of God. You can't sleep on the uh, in the church. God's grace, Amen, moves you. 
and make you run when nobody's behind you. <laughs> Think about the grace of God. Make you jump. Make you cry when nobody's hit you. Oh, yeah. Make you wait. You look up and you standing on your feet. Don't you know how you got up? That's grace. It's grace because it hits you. You, you. you know what God has done for you. The Lord let us. I always say, if the Lord's will, I could be in heaven. If I'm in heaven, I got the, it's right here documented. Somebody else can get up here and preach the rest of it. <laughs> so, y'all, here's part two of Reverend Draper's message as he's in heaven with the Lord. You know, that could very well happen. I always tell folk, this is your last time in church. You don't have another, you ain't, you ain't, this is it. Until God, in his grace, privilege you to come to church again. Thank you for tuning into this program for the Maranatha Bible Church Broadcast Ministry. This broadcast is supported in part by your generous financial contributions, and we invite you to partner with us in spreading this important word throughout our local community and the world. If the Lord spoke to you in this message, let us know. Call us at 210-821-5683. Even better, come and visit us at 7855 East Loop 1604 North, Converse, Texas, 78109, directly across from Randolph Air Force Base. If you'd like to order today's message, visit our website at www.maranathasa.org, where you will find an archive of audio and video messages. You can also find service times, directions to the church, upcoming events, and much, much more. Tune in tomorrow as Pastor Draper continues to teach us from the Word of God. Thank you for joining us today, and may the Lord's blessings be upon you. Hello, I'm Pastor Draper. Thank you for tuning in to the Maranatha broadcast heard each weekday at 5 p.m. on KSLR. As we approach the end of the year, it is my prayer that this radio ministry has been a tremendous source of blessing and encouragement to you. If you have been blessed by these messages and would like to support this radio ministry by making a year-end tax-deductible contribution, please make your checks payable to Maranatha Bible Church and mail it postmarked by December 31st to 7855 East Loop 1604 North, Converse, Texas 78109. Thank you for your prayers and financial support. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.